Welcome to Fun is Fundamental. Fun is Fundamental is a podcast for those who realize that the enjoyment of life is about having something deep in our souls which lights our fire. It's for those who maybe have lost that fire and feel like they are missing out on the pleasures of life. In each episode, I will share recent fun activities and focus on why having fun is essential for good health. I'm your host, Alenia, and I invite you to take this journey with me and join the pleasure-seeking movement. Good morning, evening, afternoon. I don't, what, what, what time is it there? <laughs> oh, right now is lunchtime, 12.03 p.m. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's such a huge time difference. And I'm just like communicating with people. I'm like, what time is it there? What, you know, like, yeah, absolutely. Like, you're in Canada, right? I'm in uh, like northern, uh, northern United States. I'm in the Seattle area. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah, Seattle, 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 confusing, confusing, uh, uh, someone else. So, yeah, that's uh, yeah, on the other side of the world. One of the uh, areas I have never been to, Seattle, um, but always supposed to go because a friend of mine in LA is a, is a is Seahawk fan, and he always <laughs> told me, and I'm a Rams fan, um, and and he always say, you know what, when they play, well, let's go to Seattle and watch that game. But we have actually never got to do that because you know we've been we've been locked down and and whatever, and the world is just coming back to normality, some sort of normality and so you never have done that but it's still on that list so we're gonna get it done (laughs) yeah eventually for sure yeah thank goodness we're getting back to mostly normal (laughs) like yeah yeah oh my god oh my goodness oh go ahead no i'm saying we we were locked down for i think was 200 and I don't remember 40 or 50 days. Wow. Um, you know, yeah, it was it was brutal down here. So um yeah, I'm glad it's all over and, yeah. and hopefully never to come back. But oh, anyway, let's hope, that's yeah. Part of history now, and we'll, we'll oh. all remember that, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I'll look back and be like, oh, the COVID days. Remember when you know, yeah. Yeah, totally, right? Um, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and what you do? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Um, well, I um, I am not really sure what I do or how I do it. I, I I guess I guess has been a long journey. You know, it's what I do today is not learned from any books or anything. Um, you know, my journey started as as a young young kid, like everybody else. Uh, but I was given away by my mother and, and my father when I was six months old. So I grew up until 11 with different foster parents um, trying to fit in. You know, I think I think a, a big denominator of my life until 13 years ago only was how do I fit in in this world? You know, waking up in the morning and, and looking at yourself in the mirror and think, Man, who, who am I, right? And and where do I belong? What am I here to do? And and I think I started that very young because I was changing constantly families. Um, you know, there were new kids you had to get along with. There were new toys you were not allowed to touch, and so many things, you know. And so I guess uh, since a young age, I learned to people please very well. I was uh, really good at observing, uh, observing how to be loved, how to be seen, how to be appreciated, how to feel safe. 
Um, and and so I guess I, I spent my life refining the art of the people pleasing, which you can you can um, you know uh, you can imagine what that does to the person, right? Um, I arrived at 40 years old, not knowing who I was and how I got to where I was. You know, I was there living in in uh, in Australia, where I'm now. Originally from Italy, but I grew up in Switzerland, um, and you know, um, failed marriage, first marriage. I was 23. Um, you know, trying to be a husband to a woman who was looking for a husband, but the husband was not available because he was emotionally broken. He didn't know how to be a man. He didn't know how to take care of of a woman. He didn't know how to how to um, how to uh, you know. I guess, put someone else in front of yourself and so on and so forth. You know, obviously that didn't go that well. And um, and a progress from there, from people pleasing, I then tried to radically do something different. And then I became very, um, how should I say, very much not caring about anything and anyone. So I, I, I went down a, a, a kind of a dark rabbit hole surrounded by people who definitely didn't have my interest. Um, and it was all a macho world uh, of bravado, of a lot of fear, because that's what it was all about. You know, I didn't know who I was and uh, I, I, I felt like there was no way anybody will ever see me. So let me do some noise now and, and then every, uh, someone will. Um, but that only got me into prison. So um, I was away for a little bit. And um, and I guess the journey, you know, one of my earliest journey started probably around 2000, uh, probably 1999. I uh, went through all the stress and all of that. Uh, a vein in my stomach hopped and, um, and I nearly bled to death. Uh, I literally had three hours left of living. Because I I thought I I I had um, uh, how should I say this in a, in a nice way I thought I I um you know I ate something that got me to go to the toilet um you know for too many days um, mm. but instead what was coming out was blood and wow. I didn't know um, and so eventually you know that was a, a the first wake up call of feeling wow I am not indestructible. You know, I am not Superman. I am not this. I'm not that. And I think that was my first encounter, official encounter with anxiety. You know, really understanding that uh, I wasn't in control of anything that I was doing, you know. And um, and so then the journey progressed and eventually I decided to leave Europe, leave everything behind me and come down here. I had met what now is my wife, Grace, um, online in 2000, uh, 2001, and um, and eventually I moved down here. Um, and I thought I moved down here for the right reasons. In reality, introspection brings clarity, and I guess I moved because I wanted to escape. And I thought, okay, there's a raft for me. Let me just jump onto that. And, uh, you know, and the rest will be forgotten and we'll, we'll move on and happily ever after. Yet, um, I guess uh, 
uh, I arrived here in 2003. And the first year was wow, right? I'm in a new country. The weather is nice. I'm super relaxed compared to Europe. Um, I'm living in an amazing home. Uh, from a little apartment, right? That is you that you, you, you usually live in Europe. So many things, you know. And I thought, oh wow, this is this is me. I've done this, right? And I remember uh, during the summer of two thousand and four, which uh, was about January, February. Um, it was a Thursday night, a beautiful summer night on a Thursday night. It was a beautiful full moon, and I was at home and my my house backyard was a golf course and it was the green of that golf course. And so I was sitting outside and, and I was seeing the green and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go on there. Yeah. I'm going to go for a walk on there. So I went on there and I went where the flag is and I, and I laid down on the floor and I had the flag touching my head and I was looking up in the sky. It was a beautiful summer sky little bit of stars and stuff like that. And for myself, I said, I made it. I, man, life is amazing, right? It's, I've done it. You know, I, I finally was able to let go of everything behind me. And I think that was the beginning of probably one of the, one of the biggest challenges of my life where and that's how I explain it today. I, I always say that whatever you do, you always will pay for it. Whatever you do, you know, you, you, you'll always pay for it. And I believe from that moment on, from that night in that golf course, uh, life came and served me the bill. Like, okay, cool. Now you have a good life. Awesome. Well, let, let me give you the bill. You're going to pay up for all of this stuff that you're just leaving behind now because you're just walking out on me. And you and I both know we can go to a restaurant, have the great food, have great company, have great drinks and everything. And we might be there for several hours. But guess what? Before we get out of the door, what happens? The bill, right? I mean, there's a moment where, you know, okay, this is not the fun part, right? Yeah. <laughs> but... um. To be able to progress, it's the only way. And for me, then, not being able to transition, not being able to, not having the wisdom to understand what was going on, um, I, 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 I had absolutely no clue. My ego was out of control. And, and so I resisted, you know. Um, it wasn't me. It wasn't my fault. It was nothing about me. It was my mother. It was my father. It was my brother my cousin who sexually abused me when I was little and so on. And so my wife who cheated on me, all of this stuff, right? The people that I associated with, it was never me. And so for the next seven years, from 2004 until 2010, six years, six and a bit years, I, I, um, yeah, I went through this anxiety, depression and, agony every single day and trying to get out of it. But again, if you don't take responsibility for the things that you are responsible for, it ain't going to happen. And so then 
fast forward 2010, I found myself in a garage at my house and um, I'm looking at a rope. I can't do it anymore. I don't know anymore how to go forward. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to be yet again a husband for my new wife now. Um, I felt a failure as a man. My business didn't, didn't grow because I wasn't involved in it. I was scared of going out. I was scared of, you know, pitching myself and not getting the job and, you know, not good enough, not this enough, not that enough. And, you know, as a man, you told men, don't cry, boys, don't cry, you know, hold it together, be strong, you know, find a way, do that, don't ask for help, you got this and all of that stuff. And eventually I was looking at a rope in my garage and um, and waiting for the right moment to do, to do, to take care of that. And then, you know, life is always, um, life is a, is a sacred journey. And at the moment I get up, I was sitting on the floor um, and I get up off the floor. I felt this is the time. And behind me was a window that you could, you could see out, but you couldn't see in. It was kind of like a mirrored glass. And on the other side of the, of the glass was my wife in, her in our lounge room. And I could see her. And so my last thought was to farewell, you know, and as I do that, as I turn around, she was watching TV and all of a sudden she just burst out on this hysterical laughter. Like she, whatever she watched, it was super funny and she just burst out laughing, right? And that's when that thought came in my mind that I always talk about and that thought said, there has to be more to life than misery, you know? And that was the moment of like, oh, wow, what? There has to be more to life than misery? I'm like, God, I need to know what that is because I'm about to end my life. She's having the time of her life. There's something that isn't right here. And so I guess that was the moment that something much bigger than myself guided me or interrupted my plan. That was literally like a few steps away. Everything was set up. My little stool, my, my rope, everything was set up. Rehearsed for the past two weeks before that. And now I um I got this thing inside of me that says, man, I got to find what that is because I I am 41 years old now and I don't know what it is. I never felt it. I wouldn't know where to go for it and so on and so forth. I guess I got to come clean with some stuff. And so I walked out to my from my garage and had a chat, went inside and, and Grace was sitting on the couch and I, I literally sta stood next to her and she looks at me and she knew something was was kind of weird. Um, and she said, you okay? And I said, yeah, I'm now. I am now. She said, how was training? I'm like, I didn't train. It's like, what are you doing in the garage? You know? And I said, well, you know, that's the moment I came clean. I said, you know, for the past two weeks, um, that's what I was doing in there. And tonight was the night. But because of this, 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 it didn't happen. And obviously that was a massive thing. A lot of tears. But it was my beginning, you know, to being here with you today. And it was a humble beginning. And it is, you know, and I, and I feel the first step was understanding and acknowledging that I did not know how, you know, and 
I literally um, ask for help, you know, something that I've never done in 41 years. Never, ever. I wouldn't have even dreamed about it because that would have made me look weak, right? And and so I'm online and just a couple of days later of all this and I stumble on a quote. And the quote says, if you do what you have always done, you will get what you have always gotten. And that was, you know, those moments Alania, where you see something, hear something or, or witness something and your brain just go, <laughs> right? And it's exactly that. You're like, oh my God. And so I wanted to dig deeper. Who said this, right? Who who who, who says this, right? <laughs> and so I researched online and I stumbled on this man, Tony Robbins, which I had no clue about. And, um, oh man. And um, um, I looked him up. I went to look for him. I found his website and, and on the website, there's a there's they you know divine timing. There is there is an event in Sydney. I'm in Melbourne. Sydney is like an hour plane, an hour and a half plane. Nice. The week after Thursday, right? No BS. <laughs> and and I'm like, oh my god! And so I scream to the front of the house because I'm at the back in my office to Grace, and I said, Grace, do you know this Tony Robbins guy? And she said, yeah, I think he's a, like a speaker, like an American guy, motivational speaker or something. And that's when I said, do you think he can help me? You know, that was the first ever moment, time, that I have said anything like that, that I really looked for help. Because, yes, I've been to the psychologists and the psychiatrists. I have done the, you know, the you know, the elect, what is it called in English, the, that electric therapy, you know, I've mm -hmm. done it all. I was on one MG of medication. I, I, I have tried everything. Everything just turned me into a zombie. And, and that was the moment, yeah, I'm like, God, I am doing this. <laughs> and so I booked two, two tickets and a week later we went there and that was, was what kind of like a beginning, you know, I'm going to see this guy. Have you ever been to a Tony Robbins event? I haven't, but yeah. Okay. He's, it's a he's rock very, concert, like, right? It's so much energy. Nuts. Yeah. That's imagine me introverted, anxious, depressed, on medication, not knowing what the heck is going on, not getting out of the house ever only to go to work and straight back amongst panic attack after panic attack and blah, blah, blah. Oh. Now I'm an hour and a half plane away, completely out of my comfort zone, surrounded by people who jump around like nutcases, <laughs> screaming, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And there I'm in the middle of all of this. And it's like, what the heck am I doing? <laughs> this can't be it, right? But, um, but you know what? Three days later, it was a Sunday morning. I wake up. We, we there's a four day event. We firewalked the night before, which is super nuts. <laughs> and uh, Sunday morning, we wake up and we get ready to go back. And um, I'm going to do, to my restroom, have a shower, blah blah, brush my teeth, 
grab a glass of water, um, you know, rinse my teeth out and grab my medication. Now, this is the moment where I say, and what I'm saying right now is very important for anyone listening. This is my story, my story only. A big, huge disclaimer, do not do what I've did because my life has always been about being nuts and crazy and out of line. So what I'm sharing is just my story. See it as that and do not follow anything I'm saying in this 30 seconds coming. The rest, please, uh, <laughs> absolutely um, do what I did because it worked. Um so I looked at myself in the mirror, I grabbed my medication, I popped them in my mouth and grabbed the water. As I'm, as I'm drinking the water, I literally connected to myself in the mirror. And I sped that tablet out and I flicked them all down. I said, I will never take this ever again. And I went from one MG of antidepressant, Lexapro and freaking you name them. Done. And never felt anything, nothing. It was just, I, I guess, I don't know what it was, right? Because it's the wrong thing to do. That's why I'm saying this is a huge disclaimer. Do not do what I did. But this is what I did. And I said, I will never do this again, ever again. And I went back to the event. We stayed another two days. And I got myself a coach on the event. So I started with a Tony Robbins coach. Beautiful, beautiful soul out of Denver, Colorado. Her name is Sarah Baslow. Absolutely amazing. Still a dear, dear friend today. Wow. Uh, and we embarked. Uh, <clears throat> God. And we embarked on this journey. Amazing. <laughs> Someone that didn't tell me, hey, can you repeat your story a million times and then just go home and scream to a pillow and all of that kind of stuff. But just someone who just listened to me and guided me, you know, gave me things to do. And my my business just skyrocketed. You know, I, I got myself together. My business went to seven figures. We were employing 42 staff, driving $300,000 cars. We are like living the life. And life was amazing. Life was absolutely amazing. But again, um, it, it lasted about a year and a half, about, yeah, close to a year and a half. And then, wow, my depression and anxiety went through the roof. Like literally in a matter of weeks, I, I regressed even worse than than what I used to feel. And so, you know, speaking with her, I'm like, hey, 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 you know, I'm I'm going backwards really quickly. I, I need to do something. You're going to help me. You're going to give me another strategy, another thing, whatever. And she tries, gives me this and this and this, and nothing works, right? I'm like, God, God, God. And that's, that's the moment I realized, hmm, there are two journeys in our life. There's an outer journey where we go and achieve things and accomplish things and, and crush our goals and become successful if that's a thing that you want to do or whatever that might be. That's the outer journey. But then there is an inner journey of becoming the person who can do all of those things, not to fill a void, because that's what I was doing, mm -hmm. but to but to live life according 
or have goals and achievement according to who you are as a person. And that was the missing link. And so I understood that coaching, yes, amazing, yet it's one-sided. Mm-hmm. And so I'm back at one year in, uh, that's now 12, 2012-ish, and I'm lost again. I'm panicking again. My my business, guess what's what's doing, right? Because now I'm self-sabotaging my business, self-sabotaging relationship, I'm self-sabotaging everything. I'm not going to meetings anymore. I'm not showing up because now I'm anxious again, depressed again, panic attacks again, not on medication because I said I would never do that again, but I don't know what to do. And again, life is (laughs) a miracle. Um, I stumble on a podcast and I hear this man talking about shamanism and about ancient practices and about, you know, diving into your soul and healing and becoming your authentic self and all of these things that was a little bit touched on through coaching because obviously there is some self-development work you do Mm -hmm. yet it wasn't deep enough and so that's when my real journey started the journey of you know, understanding who I was, understanding what healing is about, how important it is, understanding about forgiving, forgiveness of others, but first of all, forgiving oneself, understanding what ego is, what ego does, and how it really should be. Uh, I understood how to become your truest self without worrying about what people say, what people think, what line you should follow, what society is expecting from you and all of that stuff. Um, I really was able to discover, um, yeah, truly who I am and really call my BS, my own BS that I was thinking I was above of. I realized why my marriage wasn't working. I realized why all of the other things weren't working. And they were not because of outside, mm-hmm. it was because of me. And it allowed me to not only address all of those things, but, you know, create a marriage that today is, it's, it's bliss. You know, you're living with your soulmate, your best friend, your, your biggest fan, your biggest support group, your biggest mentor, your, your, your you know, your, 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 It's just next level. And you do not need your partner to fill your void. So you don't need your partner, my wife, in my case, to become the person that makes me feel good because I can't do it, right? So I'm not there waiting for her to do what I want, but she can just be herself while I am me and we both complement each other. That was a huge change, but also in business, you know, lead and be led. Don't think you have it all, but give everybody the opportunity to be authentic and to bring their own gift to the table. Um, and in society, don't think you got to go on to this high horse now because you think you got it all, but walk with the people and share what you know, because it's not for you to keep. And so today my work is, 
a combination, a beautiful dance between ancient practices and modern strategies put together. And what I do is help people align themselves with their purpose, with their true authenticity, and really understand why is in life the way I want it to be. You know, really get to understand because it's that is the moment when life then takes off. If we do not understand the core of why things are not the way they we expect them to be, we ain't gonna get there. Because we will compensate with yet another goal that we will put hours and hours to accomplish while in the meantime pushing everybody away because you think they are in your way rather than they're supporting you or just being there going through their own journey, right? Um, being your authentic self or what I call a life artist is now the person who the goal is not something to fill their void, but the goal is a representation of who they are. And that's every day is another day in paradise. When you wake up, you you don't have to prove yourself. You don't have to go and achieve that next thing so that you can feel better. All you have to do is show up. All you have to do as a life artist is stand for something. And whatever that is for you, right? And so the journey that I go on, you know, my mentorship is, you know, it can be a three to 12 months where I go on this journey, literally on a journey with this person that along the way will literally, Lord, transform. But not only, not only will the person transform, the whole surrounding of this person, the family, the friends, the kids, the husband, wives, and everything, everything will just transform with it. Because the person will not go home after a session and say, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. But what they do is they start walking in a different way. They start acting in a different way and not speaking about it, but being about it. And all of a sudden people get intrigued. You know, and I always say to the person, and I have a very, very close scrutineering and I always, only work with 15 people at a time because they have access to me every single day. They can literally now, my my phone could go off and and someone could send me a message, you know, and, and on top of that, we, we come together once a week, but they have full access. And so this is why I keep everything very small so I can be available when needed and so on. But, um, you know, the goal for me is, and that's one of the, the questions and the, the things that I really look for is is this person who wants to work with me is this person doing this work for themselves or will they be ready to share all of what they learn by the way they act you know share it with their spouses share it with their you know kids share it with their friends you know will they walk in a different way or will they, it's, is it going to be all about them? Because that's what I'm not interested. I'm not interested in making you the best version of yourself. I am interested in making you the best version of yourself that makes others become 
the best version of themselves. And that is, mm-hmm. you know, the beautiful part of, of this work and, and so on. And uh, yeah, and that's the journey, how I, how I got from being a little, little baby giving away in the hands of who God knows to, you know, to being here with you and talking to you and speaking with your audience and reaching out and, um, and letting people know that whatever, whatever you're going through, um, it can't be, it can't be bad enough to hold you back from doing what you were meant to do mm-hmm. when you came here, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. What are some of the tools that you use to help others that help, helped you along the way? Yeah. I guess the first thing I, I love to do at the beginning of a journey is really understanding where the person is, right? Where is this person? And and usually, you know, you 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 can ask a person how is life, right? And and usually, uh, oh, life is crap, right? It's, it's like everything is bad, right? I used to do that too. Oh, life! Oh my God, this sucks. Uh, life is a battle. Life is oh my God. Life is you know whatever, right? And that's really the question I ask first. What's life for you? What is life about? Life is blank. And really ask yourself that. Life is, hmm, what's life about? Right? Well, if life is a battle, you're going to have a very different experience than someone else who says life is a dance. You're going to have a different experience and says, you know, life is uh, up and down. Life is a hill. Life is, you know. It's very different experiences. Whatever you say life is, it's a very different experiences than someone who says life is sacred. Life is joy. Life is a blessing, right? And trust me, I, I didn't do that. <laughs> For me, life was a nightmare, right? Life was, oh my God, when does it end, right? Where today, you know, what is life about? Well, imagine in this moment, what is life about? Is a sacred moment. There's two human beings who never met them, met each other. I never met you. I met, I met you a couple of days ago, yeah. but we never met. We I don't know you. I don't know your family. I, you don't know. Yeah, you know that my wife's name is Grace, but that's pretty much it. You do not have three cats. I got this. I got that. And you don't know anything about me, right? And yet we are here together for a mission for something that is bigger than you and me put together, right? Something within us says, you know what? Why not talk to someone and hopefully impact someone else? You know what I mean? And so what is life about, right? It's a sacred journey. It's a sacred, it's, it's, it's beautiful. So for me, the first thing is what is life about? And the questions will reflect back to me where this person is. and. I say that at the beginning of, of this show that we, we, we're on, we, we're doing together this beautiful talk. I said, I didn't learn anything out of a book, right? I didn't learn anything out of a book. Um, and so when someone tells me what life is about, I reflect right into it because I probably use the same words and I can kind of feel where this person is. And because of now practicing shamanism for 10 years plus, 
you know, I also work with different energies and I'm not talking the shamanism of beating a drum or anything like that. I'm talking about 3,500 year old lineage, um, you know, very powerful and so on. And so for me, my, my sessions are very much, pretty much at a reflection of when people come to one of my retreats. And so I use exactly the same energy. That's why it's more of a holistic approach, the mentoring. We go in all areas of your life and I dig deep. So I get people really to go down in that soul and go and look for where you are at and what's there. And so that's the first question. What is life about? And then I ask, you know, I try to understand how is their life really? You know, they might say, well, my, my relationship sucks. My business is great, but my relationship sucks. Oh, but I'm pretty happy and this and that. And I have nine spokes of the wheel of life. Health, wealth, love, happiness, relationship, business or career, time with yourself and spirituality. And the Life Artist Mastery Journey, which is my program, is a journey through each and every single one of them. And whatever I find those people to be, we're going to bring them out to the outside of that um, will. Because what I do is I ask them different questions and then they reveal, you know, let's say, okay, let's, let's, let, let's do a circle and your, your audience can do that. You can do that. You can make a circle on a piece of paper, a dot in the middle, and then now you make eight spokes. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And then one is health, wealth, love, happiness, um, relationships, business, career, time with yourself and spirituality. And then the, the dot in the middle is zero. The, dot, the, the line on the outside is 10. And so you create another two, four, six, eight little dots on the line. So you have zero to 10. And now you score. How much is health? How much is health? How vibrant do you feel? How healthy are you? How... How, 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 how about health? How is that? Oh, cool. That's, I don't know, five. Great. Beautiful. What's wealth? You know, how, 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 how financially secure are you? How wealthy are you? Not only just in money, but also how wealthy do you feel? That's another number, right? Next, love. How much love is in your life, right? How much, how much do you feel connected to your spouse, your kids, how much, how much love do you feel every single moment of the day in your life? Boom. That's another, that's another number. That's another dot on that line. Right. And so on, um, relationship, health, um, health, well, love, happiness. How happy are you? How are your relationships? How's your business? How's your career? Right. How is your time of your, with yourself? How well can you sit with yourself doing nothing off the phone, off the books, off the sound, off the music, off the nothing, right? It's just sitting there and just, just spending time with yourself or perhaps going for a walk. How is that? How much of that do you do? And spirituality, how connected are you to something bigger than yourself? And when I speak spirituality, it's not religion. It's not how many times that you go to church or how many times, whatever. Um, but more how, how connected do you feel to something else? And so once you have all those dots, you know, on this wheel, now you connect those dots. 
And the way you will see the results of those dots is a reflection of your life. Usually the number we say is probably inflated by one or two. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but that's a good, good um, view of how life looks like. And usually life doesn't look that good. Right? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, for sure. Oh, right. It's like, good <laughs> Lord, is that how it looks like? And I usually say, if this was the wheel of your car, how would the ride be? Right. very bumpy <laughs> right it's like oh shoot right i i and i say okay how do you think life will be right yep. that is why life is a challenge life is blah 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 right mm-hmm. that's why and so the journey is to bring all of those areas not one area because if one area is off you ain't gonna be fulfilled you ain't gonna be happy yeah right you ain't gonna be because the it's a bumpy ride. You can buy a whatever car, you know, you can buy a $200,000 car and the wheel alignment is off or your wheel is buckled, which is what, what life is usually for people. You ain't going, and you're going from Seattle to LA, right? <laughs> or Seattle to San Francisco, whatever you want to go, right? Yeah. Or to the, to the, to the, to the uh, Sherman Oak or whatever, right? That's, that's around that area, right? It ain't going to happen. It's not going to be a good ride. It doesn't matter how much you paid for. And so it is important to bring all of those areas into a balance so that um, so that life feels in balance, so that life feels harmonious, so that life feels fulfilling, so that you do not need to get up in the morning and start spinning your wheels like most of the world does to feel they matter, to feel that they are lovable, to feel that they are good enough, they feel to feel that they're not failures in life. So the Life Artist Mastery Journey is, is really a holistic approach to bring yourself in alignment within and without. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and so that's I a love great because I've seen things kind of similar with like the different parts of your life kind of thing. And like, Oh, let's grade them all. But I've, I don't think I've ever seen anyone include the time with yourself, the, the, you know, can you sit with your, like, and I know that most people (laughs) cannot sit with themselves, like in complete quiet. No way. No way. They can't. I couldn't. I couldn't. Right. And sometimes I'm sitting and, and, and Grace is like, man, what, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm sitting here. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, now she knows and, and now she's doing the same. And look, what I did see, that's one of the things that is really important perhaps to share. I did for, I did that for myself. I used to own a construction company, right? I don't do construction no more. I'm now doing this. Right. Yeah. So, I used all of this stuff on myself and it truly transformed my life. But in 2018, my wife was diagnosed with cancer. Mm -hmm. In 2018, we lost the seven figure business. So all of a sudden it was like, "Mm, hang on a second. Does this work for someone else? And can I gamble this on my wife? the most precious person in my life, all I have, we don't have kids. This is all I have. And, you know, there was 
options, obviously chemo and this, that, the other, whatever. And again, disclaimer, that's what, that's our story. Not everybody's story. She decided to not do none of that. She decided to do, you know what? Mm, I think I give that a go too. And she followed the same things. On top of that, she did some, you know, she went to Bali, did Ayurveda, and we went to Peru to work with my teachers. We did, everything was holistic. The mm. wheel of life over and over and over to check how is this wheel of life looks like? Where am I off? Right? There were a lot of things, a lot of unresolved things, with, you know, with father and all of that stuff, you know, needed to be addressed. Listen, this ease comes because something in our life is out of line, period. Mm-hmm. Period. Don't get it full. Don't get it. Don't get. Don't get it wrong. If something is happening in our life, depression, anxiety, um, whatever, uh, trauma, uh, cancer, whatever it is, there is something in your life that needs to be addressed. And you did not hear the message that life gave you, which is usually three messages, the feather, the bat, and the truck, which the feather is that little gentle nudge of life telling you, hey, listen, uh, there is something you should take care of because, you know, you're going to be what much better off and you're going to feel amazing. But then we are so busy and we are not listening and we want to escape from whatever it is that causes us pain. And so we don't listen. And then all of a sudden, boom, there is a baseball guy and wang, you know, you get you get hit by something that will shake you. And. Most people do not freaking listen either. And then boom, now it's a truck. And now you're left with the pieces. And now you're going to put it together. And hopefully you you know how to put it together. Right? And so if there is anything off in your life, do this little exercise. It will it will blow your mind because one see, when we look at life, it's something in our thought, right? It's like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, oh yeah, uh, life is great. Awesome. Let's have a look. Oh, life is, everything in life is crap. Oh, yeah, cool. Awesome. Let's have a look. Right? Let's find out. The moment you start drawing this little, this circle, you start making a little dot on the paper, you start drawing those lines, you start putting down all the names, you start to create to make something tangible now. Oh, hang on! This is this is like coming to life. I'm seeing this now, and now it's that little bit of introspection and hopefully honest introspection, where you say, "Cool, where's my health at? Where's my health at really?" Maybe the the question should always end with "really." How's my <laughs> health really? How's my finances really? Right? Not. Not the ones from the cashier at the at the store. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Okay. How are you really doing? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess people will, will will stop at the cashier for ten minutes and explain how life really is, right? And usually it's not great as everybody always says it is. And so that exercise is very powerful for finally having a look at your life, you know, and. Trust me, everyone I do this with, that I really like in their life that is amazing. That is a seven. That might be an eight, even if it's a little inflated, but it's still a more than other areas, right? Yeah. Everybody okay. has that. 
Mm-hmm. Someone, oh, my, my career is amazing. My relationship sucks. My health, well, I'm overweight. Time with myself, huh? What would I do that? Spirituality, I don't believe in anything. Yeah. Right? Oh, right. And I usually say, cool, you don't believe in anything. Cool. When you struggle, when something really powerful happens in your life, your life, your loved life, something like that, and you do not know how to do or to fix that, and for a split second you say, how can I, how do I, who do you speak to? Hmm. Right? Who are you speaking to? Right? So once we look at all of that, you understand where you're at. Yet again, there are points that you will be high at. And so my question to you is this, why do you think, right? Why do you think you are higher or one point, one of those spokes is higher than any, every, everyone else? Why do you think? Yeah. If it is, right? You put well, focus. It's like, yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, it's, you know, I'm sure it's like a lot of times, like, that's the things that people are working on. But it kind of reminded me of like, I was uh, doing a workout today. And, you know, the person that running it was like, you know, it's really important to like, do like do exercise because we all we we all have these imbalances in our bodies and imbalances in our bodies create injuries. And I've experienced that I remember, for, like, tearing, a, like getting a tendon, a tendonitis, because oh, wow. things were imbalanced, right, you know, right, right. and, and it's just kind of like the same thing. It's like, those imbalances in your life, like, it's still like, <laughs> still like tension oh. and like things not being balanced. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, look, if you feel off, there is something off. Mm-hmm. As simple as that. If you, if you don't feel happy, I mean, now happy, I'm using a word that is way overrated, but if you don't feel fulfilled, if you don't feel like, oh my God, this is, you know, oh man, I gotta go to work again. I gotta do this. I gotta, if it's always a gotta do mm-hmm. instead of I get to imagine that. Imagine if you could say, I get to do this, right? It's like yeah. me. Oh man, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go and speak with Lelania for, for an hour and a half. Oh, God, what about if I get to, oh, I gotta go to the gym. You know, I gotta really go to the gym. What if you get to go to the gym? What about that? How how is that much different than having to do it and getting to do it? Mm-hmm. These people this morning, 150,000 people didn't wake up. They went to bed and woke up dead. Mm-hmm. Gone. Right? And we we oftentimes the wording, right? We 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 use is often what is holding you back. I have to do that. Right? Yeah. You don't have to. You get to. If you yeah. want, right? It's up to you. Oh, I gotta go back to that job that sucks. Who? Why are you going? You don't have to. You don't have to. <laughs> you don't yeah. have to. I gotta pay my bills. Sure, you have to pay your bills, but you, I'm sure you can pay your bills doing something that you like. Yeah. But how much are you willing to risk to do to live a life that is yours? Right. That, that, yeah. that, that's the thing. And if you're successful in going back to that wheel of life, if one spoke is higher than everybody else, the only reason that spoke is higher, their score is higher is because you, put, you give it more attention. Mm-hmm. 
You focus more on it. Yeah. If your career is out of control, it's because you focus on it. It's a priority. It's not a have to or a get to. It's a must. I must have that. For whatever reason you're doing it, might that be because you need to feel accomplished, this, that, or lovable, or good enough, whatever, that's your thing. But if something is higher than others, you gave it the attention. And so how do you transform the other things? Do the same thing that you do for the one that scores the highest. Give it attention. Mm-hmm. If your health is off, give it attention. If your love is off, give it attention. If your relationships are off, give it attention. Don't expect for people to give you what you need. I put out a post the other day. I said, if you want the dream partner, if you want a dream, what did I write? If if you if you want want if you want to have a dream partner, becomes a dream partner for them. Mm-hmm. That's first, because we always I did that. That's why why my marriage was collapsing. I was waiting for Grace to be a way that would suit me, so I didn't feel, you know, like I didn't know what I was freaking doing or or whatever reason I was. But it wasn't me taking responsibility. Do you want to have a good relationship? Awesome. Well, do something about it. Don't wait for the people to give you what you want so you can feel good. What about them? It's like Kennedy, right? What did he say in your country? Don't do, don't ask what the country can do for you. Ask yourself what you can do for the country. Mm-hmm. And I wish today in this world, people would ask themselves, what can I do for my freaking country? Because countries are falling apart. Oh, Why? Because yeah, we sure. are expecting things to happen to us. I'm anxious. Oh, I don't want to be anxious. Awesome. What are we doing about it? What, what is it that you got to address in your life? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want to talk about it. It's too painful. Oh. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess that's the thing. Like you talked about earlier about like the, you know, medications and stuff like that. The, you know, antidepressants and, uh, you know, anti-anxiety medications are like so, like <laughs> so many people are on them. But like, if we, if people were addressing like the underlying things that are happening, Absolutely. they wouldn't have to be, ta- they wouldn't be taking these because, but that's the thing, like everyone wants like the qu- quickest fix. It's like, well, just give me something doctor, <laughs> like instead of like, the hard work that you know that we need to do you know to like stop being anxious (laughs) you're spot on you're absolutely spot on now i I mean let me ask you this question how many doctors or let me rephrase this how much time does the doctor really have to look after you nothing yeah five minutes in out in out oh i don't know or how many people, this, this is true things, right? We'll be talking real stuff. I've been, I've been to a psychiatrist. I've been to psychologists. I will go there. The last one was on a Wednesday, 2.30, over and over and over and over and over. How many people do you know that are going to a psychologist or a therapist and are going forever yeah. and nothing changes? Decades. They're still yeah. depressed. Yeah. They're still anxious. They're still all of that. Still. Mm-hmm. Right, does not work. Why? Because it's not getting addressed. Because guess why? If it was getting addressed, it will be out of work. Mm-hmm. So when people come to me and we work together, I want them to get great. No, I don't want. The, I want them to be outstanding. I want them to freaking thrive. Because if they do, they will impact their life, of their family, their kids. They will become a leader that they family and their community deserves. 
That is my only focus. I look beyond, beyond those people. The person is in front of me is only a vehicle, only the bridge to get me to someone else. Because if they change, if they transform, if they get what life is about, what life artist mastery is about, what 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 having the balance of all the the spokes of our wheel of life, you're going to impact lives because you're gonna go home and you're going to share everything you do by by the way you're living. Mm-hmm. Imagine a father getting up in the morning and running out of the house, not seeing his kids, not seeing the wife, not seeing nothing, and that same guy organizing the family to wake up together 15, 20 minutes earlier and sit down at a kitchen table and say, you know what, let's have, let's break bread. Let's, let's have a little breakfast. Let's have a coffee. Let's whatever. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. Imagine how that family would change with just a little adjustment. Yeah. Right. Grace and I, every Thursday night, which was n- last night, <laughs> we always go date night. It's our date night, right? I mean, yeah. we went twice this week, actually, um, now that I think about it. Um, but yesterday we went, Thursday night is movie night, right? Here new movies come out on Thursday. And, you know, yesterday I went to the barber and on my way to the barber, I sent her a Voxer and said, hey, uh, check the movies, right? And she went on and as I'm driving, she said, you want me to book it? I said, leave it up to you, right? And I come home, there's a ticket, six o'clock, we're having dinner, we're having a drink, we're watching the movie, we come home, we go to bed. You need to schedule time to the things that are important. When we arrive at the end of our life, we ain't going to remember how many meetings we had, how many homes we brought, how many more places, um, you know, you would blah, blah, blah. You remember the little things, how many hugs, how many thank yous, how many sorries, how many loving moments, how many kisses, how many hugs, how many impactful moments, the little things. I got a little a little um, tattoo here on my wrist that says two millimeters. Mm-hmm. And that means it was a huge thing for me because I thought to change my life, I have to do a radical change. Everything has to radically change, right? I want to lose 20 kilos. So I got to go from zero to seven days a week um, to the gym or eat freaking nothing. right? So I can look, or if I, if I want to have a better relationship, I got to completely change everything around. doesn't work like that because it's unsustainable. If you haven't done it until today, you ain't going to do it today, tomorrow, the next day. Eventually you stop because it's overwhelming. So two millimeters comes from golf. Hmm. I don't play golf by the way, but (laughs) right if you if the driver if the person on on the tee is driving that ball down the fairway and the ball goes out into the trees and whatever how much of an adjustment does he have to adjust that club for the ball to go down in the in the fairway two millimeters maybe even just one millimeter Mm -hmm. and so one millimeter or two millimeter adjustment here, down there is a huge, huge difference. So if we do that two millimeter shift every single day, every single day, just a little tiny adjustment, guess where you're going to be in five, 10, 15, 20, 50 years? It's a completely different trajectory. 
Yeah. You know, a plane that goes from Melbourne to LA is off course 90, 95% of the time because the winds and altitude, whatever, and all of that. So what, what the pilot or the automatic pilot has to adjust constantly, took, 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 constantly adjusting, adjusting, and the plane lands in LA, no problems at all. Mm-hmm. Life is the same thing. There's no change whatsoever. Tiny little adjustment. But you can't do the adjustment if you don't know what you need to adjust. And so the wheel of life is a brilliant, brilliant thing. Question number one, what is life about? Life is blank. Life is blank. And do that over and over, four, five, six, seven, ten times. Life is blank. Life is blank. What is life about? Life is about blank. Life is about blank. And then once you have an overview of your wording, Oh, I understand why the experience is like that then, right? What we want to bring is awareness. Shamanism, shamanism does not heal you, okay? Big thing. This is not a disclaimer. This is real. Shamanism will not heal you. What it will do, though, it will teach you how to heal yourself. And that's a completely different journey. Right. If you come to my ceremony, to my retreat, and you come on 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 Tuesday, you leave on Sunday, and you think that you're gonna go home and it's a blank slate, and you go off and it's all good, don't come. Don't give me money because it ain't gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. What will you have though is a lot of awareness and a lot of understanding of where you need to do some work. And you will go back home with a completely different understanding of life. And yes, you get some healing. And yes, you get some breakthroughs. And yes, all of that. But the ceremony starts on Monday. What we do in a retreat is only rehearsal. Hmm. Right? It's only rehearsal. Because if you go back and you go back to your old self, guess what you're going to get? Like Tony says, if you do what you have always done, you will get what you've always gotten. Period. And so shamanism is bringing you to the part of yourself that are challenging to go to, to have a look. Who is there? Who are you? Right? Who am I? Who am I? Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a husband. I am man, 54, husband, um, live in Australia, whatever. Ah, oh, cool. Awesome. So... Who were you when you were 40 and you were not a husband yet? Oh, um, who were you when you were 12? You were a kid and you were in Switzerland. Where were you then? Oh, um, well, I, 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 right? who are you? People always know. I don't know who I am. Really? Who are you? You're not, you're not. What do you think you are? You're not the man, the woman, the husband, the wife. You're not. That is what you do. This is not who you are. That all that is, let me show you what that is. For you to for you that you can't that can't see this, what I'm doing right now, I'm putting little sticky notes on my on myself. The sticky notes resemble labels. Mm-hmm. I'm a husband. I'm a mm, whatever, mentor, I am 
anxiety, depression, anxiety survivor. I am a business owner. I am all, all of those things. All those things do. Imagine caring so much. I'm a father. I'm a brother. I'm a this. I'm a that. I'm a blah, 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 whatever. Imagine every single one of these was worth 500 grams, 100 grams. How many labels do we carry? Invisible. Imagine each of them was 100 grams. How much weight are you carrying around? How, how, how would your knees buckle by the end of the day for carrying all of this stuff? And you always have to perform according to who you say you are. I'm a husband, I'm a this, I'm a business owner, I'm a career, I'm a this, blah, 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 all of that. It's going to crush you. The moment, and guess where your wheel of life is going to go? Out of whack. Because now one of those is more predominant than others. One of those you in, have your interest and for whatever reason, because that is, it's giving you something and you're getting something out of it. That's the only reason why you're putting that much focus. And so if you're looking for yourself under all of this, it's going to be a tough time. Because now when I tell people, cool, let's take those labels off, Oh, um, who am I then? Huh, that's a good question. It's a different question. Mm -hmm. Who are you now? Who are you when nobody's watching? When you're in the toilet, you lock the door, or in the shower, you lock the door, you're there. There's nobody. There's nobody liking, there's nobody thumbing up, there's no giving heart, there's nobody telling you how good you are, how not good you are. There's nothing. There's nobody there. Who are you then? The person under the shower. Cool, that's another label. Take a label off. Who are you then? That's shamanism. Mm -hmm. Who are you? I can take away every single one of those labels. You still you still you. I'm a husband. Cool. I take away your family. Or your wife or your husband. Right? Okay. Oh, shit. Who am I now? I can still live that. I'm a father. Cool. I take away your kids. Painful, but I can still live that. I am a business owner. Awesome. I'll take your business. Painful, but you can still live. Now, let, let me ask you this. What if I take away your awareness? Now you're unaware. No awareness. Of what, whatever is gone. Who are you then? Mm. Now you're gone. Yeah. Now you're finished. Huawei is the one, that soul, that something that is looking through our eyes. And usually we are so far behind our eyes watching. That's why I always say to my clients, observe, but don't engage. Because we are engaging with things that aren't real. Pain isn't real. It's real if we make it real. If we, if we go down the, the, the line to look where that pain comes from and we fix it, we understand it, we allow ourselves to let it go, we allow ourselves to take our own responsibility where the responsibility is needed, and then after that accept it, and after that not wishing it was different, but now you can let it go, all of a sudden, that thing still happened to you but it's not defining you and now you can move on with your life.
Mm-hmm. But I, I make this 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 exercise with my clients. When I feel the time is right, I, I get flowers and I get a red and a white one. And I show them, I say, okay, red flower, white flower, which one you want? White, red, whatever. And I give them the opposite one, cool. Here's the other one. Oh, how you feel now? Oh, it's nice, still nice. But, well, kind of disappointing. I like white more or red more. Awesome, I get it. But now let's try that. What if you can see the flower, not the color? Colors, directions, all of that stuff is duality. Up, down, left, right, warm, hot, cold, this right, wrong, blah, blah, all this. It's duality. You're fighting. I'm in pain. You shouldn't be in pain. Well, you are. What if you can see the essence? Someone hurt me. I'm now in pain. Awesome. What if you can see the essence of that person? What if you can bypass all of it, go behind the curtain, and see the essence of things, the beauty in things, in all things, even in things that you think, oh my God, how, how can you see the beauty within someone who sexually abuses you? How? Well, if I don't, I ain't going to get over it. Because for 41 years of my life, I thought I would never be a man. I would never be able to take care of a woman because I was never being able to take care of me when it happened to me. Mm-hmm. eventually I had to realize well I was 11 I didn't stand a chance yeah. and it's time to forgive myself and then the next step was why did this man do that why what is the real reason and what I'm saying here is not okay we gotta condone right oh yeah it's happening yeah, well it is what it is no we're not condoning what it is What we want to do is we want to understand and amplify the things. We don't want to make them black and white. We want to make them as a sphere. Because as a sphere, there's so many different shades and gradients and all of that, right? Black and white, it's it's duality. We, We get caught. It should be, it shouldn't be. Well, now you suffer. How is that going to be in your life? Guess what? It's another label, another victim, another this, another that. And then eventually you arrive in midlife where the ticking sound of life gets louder and louder and louder because you're coming to the end and you realize slowly, oh, shoot, this is not a one-way thing. This is not never-ending. This ends. And now I have done nothing for myself. And I have lost myself along the way. You know, that's the work I do is aligning people with their purpose but with their authentic self who are you don't worry what you're here to do let's worry about who you are you get it who you are you're just the observer of all of this and if it's painful it's because you made it so i'm not taking away that things happen to you but they for me they happened from from well, they happened at a different time, from six months to 11. At 11, it was sexual abuse. Then was a kind of like an embargo place from 11 to 22. I got married. At 24, I got married. Four months later, I find my wife with someone else. So another boom, boom, boom. All of those things, they happened at different times. 
but why am I still paying for them at 41? They happened 20, 30, 40 years ago. So we, we, we can't get rid of our past. We can't get rid of history, but we can embrace it in a different way. We can, we can, we can, we can understand and we can try to just observe and not engage with it. People who come to ceremonies, to the retreats, who do sh shamanic work with me, the first thing they want to do is engage because it's uncomfortable. I get it. I've done more than 700 ceremonies. I know how it is. Mm -hmm. But the moment we engage, imagine every time you want to push something away, imagine you touching something slimy and something super, super sticky. Every time you push and you try to pull away, boom, there, that thing is just attached and it does not come off. But imagine if you could just watch it and watch it unfold. What's, what's going to happen next? Cool. I'm not touching this. I'm, I'm anxious now. Awesome. I'm anxious. Okay. It's uncomfortable, right? But instead of running from it, what if I just stay still? What's going to happen? I'm going to die. Let's find out. I'm going to faint. Let's find out. Let's find out what's going to happen. Usually nothing happens because the moment we stare that fear down, the fear goes. Because now we're understanding, wow, there is something that is fearful. There's something that makes me feel anxious. What is that? Oh, it's because whatever. Awesome. Let's go and find that. When you know, don't you want to know? It's like watching a horror movie. If you and I watch a horror movie, we put down the lights, everything. You got our popcorn. We put down the lights and... You know, we are right distance from the TV and everything like that. TV starts, boom, movie goes, and then all of a sudden there's a monster coming and the music goes loud and we're all like, oh, shit, popcorn flying everywhere, right? <laughs> like, oh, no. right? Yeah. And now imagine we finish this, this movie and now we put it back to start again. Now, do you think the movie is going to be as scary the second time? I don't think so. A little bit, because we might not have the timing out, but we'd be doing better. Now we watch it a second time. Now we finish the movie, we put it back. Start again. But now we put the lights on, and now we're going to sit even further away from the TV, and now we're going to take away even the, the audio of it. You think it's going to scare us? No. Because now everything is at the right distance, but also... Now we see everything. We are aware. That's when it kind of going to happen. That's a timing. Oh, when the guy goes this way, that's when it comes. It's like signals, right? It's these hints. Anxiety, depression, sadness, stuckness, whatever the word is for that, feeling lost and all that. It's exactly the same. There's clues. There is hints. There is things that ignite that sensation. And until we're not going to go and look for it, nothing changes if nothing changes. You know, that's, yeah, that's what I learned in 13 years. <laughs> you know, from 40 plus years of, I guess, what life had for me. You know, it was never meant to be to me. It was always meant to be for me and for a bigger purpose, to be here with you. If that's one purpose, to be here with you, 
I'm good. If you and I together on this platform can touch one soul, one person who listens to this, who goes through the exercise, oh, let me go back. How did it go? I want to do this now. Oh, okay. Well, life is about what? Okay. Oh, the will of life. Oh, this is how it looks. Oh, my goodness. I got to do something about it. Awesome. If we did that, Elenia, wow, we had a great day. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So life is a blessing for sure. (laughs) I really want to keep talking, but um, my, (laughs) my, it's getting close to 830 and my laptop is going to (laughs) die. I think we covered a lot and I really hope your your audience was served and yourself as well, of course. Yeah, Um, definitely. Yeah. I, I would love to, uh, like talk again sometime though, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, you send me an invite. I'll be more than happy to, um, to come back and continue on and, and yeah, continue with the journey. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I definitely feel like there's like, we just like, there's like so much we can talk about. Touching the surface, right? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. now we have kind of like the overview, but now you, we, we could really go into each and every single part of those things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I hope people get the, the you know, the view of, of what this is all about. And honestly, if you want to reach out, you can reach out to on Instagram. You know, if you listen to Instagram, Rodolfo DeAngeli, my n- name, surname, you send me a DM, say, you know, say that we you heard me here on, on, on Malania's podcast and happy to jump on a call, have a chat, whatever I can do to give you a little bit more clarity. I might even do the, the will of life with you and, uh, and give you some more hints there. So whenever you're ready, I will be ready for you. And so, um, Melania, let me know, hit me up and, uh, we'll, we'll do it again. That's amazing. Awesome. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you so much you for, for, uh, spending uh, an hour and almost hour and a half about with me. Absolute pleasure. Absolute yeah. pleasure. Great. Well, have a good rest of your day. <laughs> well, thank you so much. You stay well. We'll do this again. Stay yeah, tuned to be continued. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> bye bye. Uh-huh.